London Property, home of Super Prime, where you can find informative, educational and entertaining content covering all aspects of property. Hello and welcome to London Property, the home of Super Prime. I'm your host, Farnas Fazaipour, and today we're in conversation with Patrick Bullock, who is an expert in the top end of the property market, has decades of experience, and welcome back to the show. Hello, Farnas. So, Patrick, let's start with um, what do you feel is going on in the market at the moment? Well, it's interesting. Um, the turmoil in the markets, as it's being uh, you know, suggested is going on at the moment. Actually, um, there have been some short-term changes in interest in, in the uh, currency rates, and they are fluctuating. And the interest rates are clearly going to rise after a long period of, of having been very, very low. Um, this was all coming, and I think most people had actually predicted it. Um, it came more quickly than expected. Uh, and the markets have reacted accordingly, including the pension funds making a mess of their long bond situation and the Bank of England having to step in. But these things will all iron out and I'm not so worried about them actually. I think the main thing that um, prevents central London from being a proper market is the very high stamp duty and the um, capital gains tax to those who are, are offshore who used not to pay it and their, therefore their attitude to buying in central London versus what it was 10 years ago. Um, so having gone sideways, in my view, the prices for the last eight or eight or so years since 2014-15 when George Osborne brought in um, high stamp duty and capital gains tax for foreign investors, um, I don't see central London property prices dropping um, largely because I think that the um, lack of supply caused by the illiqu illiquidity in the market uh, will sustain the prices. Uh, one thing I do see, though, is that those who are landlords, private landlords who have debt, um, their problem is that now that George Osborne brought in taxes for, uh, you have to pay tax on the income and before you can offset the interest, whereas before you could offset the interest, or if you're a corporate landlord, you can offset the interest. Um, those private landlords who have to pay tax on their income and then fund their interest payments on their buy-to-let mortgages. If their mortgages go up in, in um, interest payments go up, then they're going to suffer and probably be underwater in terms of funding those properties. So to you, the, the taxation is really still the, the, the biggest deterrent for the market getting going rather than this sort of fluctuation that we're seeing at the moment in, in, in currencies and interest rates. Do you think that the recent... Uh, exemption of first-time buyers, uh, or should I say no stamp duty up to 500,000, is going to have any impact on our market, even if it's psychological? Well, I mean, it's interesting that you should say you still think the tax is the issue, because I, I know you know that that's one of my big bugbears, is I think that the, the central London market is completely illiquid because of the high taxes. Um, as to stamp duty, it's clear that at the lower level, um, someone who is not having to pay stamp duty can therefore afford to pay more, albeit that that's going to be offset by the fact that their interest payments are going to be higher now. So they'll be able to borrow less, so they won't be able to pay as much. So I don't think it'll have a major effect on transaction volumes. Um, I think what uh, uh, is needed is for uh, stamp duty to be dropped across the board, perhaps not taken away completely, as some people would suggest, um, but uh, dropped right across the board. That would increase the uh, amount of activity. And um, I do a bit of work with the Taxpayers Alliance, which is a, you know, a specialist uh, tax lobbying group. Uh, and they are, of course, 
the clue is in the name, on the taxpayer's side, but they take, with their dynamic modelling, they can easily show that if you drop the uh, stamp duty and get the fluidity in the market going, that the increase in the tax take is significant, not so much on the stamp duty, but from the VAT receipts around everything that goes on around a property transaction, estate agency fees with VAT, lawyers fees with VAT, removals firms with VAT, or every cost um, associated around a property transaction, which would include building works and things that come from it, all the VAT receipts would massively outweigh the um, I mean, it wouldn't even be a drop in stamp duty take because it'd probably go up because of the increased activity. So yes, I think the fluidity is the huge issue for London uh, in particular. Um, and in fact, I really doubt that we would need to build quite so many new properties if we could just release this, the inherent supply that is there. That it just isn't doing anything it's with just it. just not doing anything sitting static. I can't quite believe it, but there's just virtually nothing to rent in central London at the moment. And, um, you know, you sort of think, where is this property? I suppose on the one hand, you've got net immigration still of 250,000 people a year into the UK, probably 60% of whom go to the southeast of the country and therefore putting the pressure there. Um, and there are, on the other hand, there are people sitting in properties that are empty and that they're not renting out when they probably could be or might be put to better use if there was a more fluid market and it could be moved on to a better use. Elderly ladies in big rambling houses that they simply shouldn't be in any longer but ought to be encouraged out, encouraged out of those so that families can live in them again. We wouldn't have such a supply issue if we had a free-flowing market. Granted though, um, property might not remain the asset class of choice for people who've got lots of money. They might think, well actually, if there's a fluid market, prices aren't going up quite so quickly because if you've got more supply, prices don't go up so quickly. So I'll probably be unpopular for saying this uh, with many people, but the reality is that a fluid, more fluid market would keep prices lower, uh, which would, um, I think, mean that people would invest in start-up businesses rather than simply investing their money in property. It might be better for the economy as a whole to see people taking their emphasis off investing in property um, all the time. Do you also think that this um, pressure on the rental market and the, the huge increase in, in, in rentals might have something to do with the fact that actually individual buy-to-let landlords have been taxed out of the market over the last absolutely. nine absolutely years? That's absolutely it. That's absolutely it. They've, they've, they've been taxed out and they're discouraged from doing so. Um, there's all this talk about, um, you know, getting rid of what's known as um, Section 21 notices to get possession of your rental property back easily. Actually, I don't think it's as onerous as, as uh, is being made out and there will be plenty of grounds on which you can get your rental property back. So it shouldn't be a deterrent really. But I think that it's being seen as a deterrent to landlords. Another piece of legislation that's anti-private landlord in particular. Um, the solution simply is to allow landlords to be able to offset their interest against their income as they used to be able to uh, before paying tax. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, every other asset class that someone would be invested in, it would be like that. It was a very specific political choice to, to make that change. Um, and it's, it's very anti-private landlords. So they're all pulling out um, to get back in to the rental market. You have to be a corporate in some way. You can try and set up as a small 
special purpose vehicle company for buying properties, but you often would have to take a mortgage, you'd have to put a personal guarantee on it anyway. So it's all just more complexity for a private landlord. Well, I think it was, it was, it was partly deliberate because they wanted to get institutional investors into the Correct. rental market. Correct. But the downside is that institutional investors want large amounts of stock. Correct. Which, you know, unless the Earl of Cadogan and the Duke of Westminster are going to sell to them. these new builds, which are fine and dandy, but when a whole building is entirely just rentals and in in possibly a sort of slightly off-site location, uh, brownfield location somewhere that's not core, um, you're just not getting the sort of scattering of rental through the through the the centre of town in London that you ought to have. Um, People are pulling out of it. Well, that's it. And in prime central London, you know, if you you want to rent and all the individuals have been taxed out, your choices are down to the major estates, which are oversubscribed anyway. If you try and rent on the Cadogan estate or the uh, Grosvenor estate, they're all completely oversubscribed. So it's very unfair on people trying to rent. Um, And there's always a competition in life between whether you choose to buy or choose to rent. There are pros and cons to each. It always costs a bit more um, per annum to rent than it does to pay uh, interest on a mortgage. And they always sort of, they shuffle around each other. But generally speaking, you pay more in rent. Um, However, if you're going to buy, you've got to come up with a massive great deposit um, and then take on a responsibility. And also it means that you're paid to living in one place and, um, you know, Nowadays, it's more difficult to rent out your property. If you want to move for work somewhere else, the idea of renting out the property that you have bought is less appealing than it used to be. So all of that just ends up with a sclerotic market and it's down to the taxes, stamp duty, CGT, and not allowing landlords to offset the interest. Those are the three key things that are sort of mucking up the central London market. And have been overshadowing it for, for nearly a decade well, now. I'd say, you know, it was 14 uh, when George Osborne came out with all these wheezes. Um, and, you know, he's supposed to be a Tory chancellor. And, um, you know, Freddie's just bought into this sort of Gordon Brown treasury uh, thinking. Uh, if you think about it, Gordon Brown was in the treasury from 1997 and he inveigled his way into everything. And um, the treasury, I just love layering tax upon tax. There's no question of them thinking about simplifying things. We're seeing this right now. The resistance to, albeit I'm no particular fan of Liz Truss's, but the, or Kwasi Kwarteng, um, the resistance to the, uh, clarifying taxes, simplifying taxes is deep in, within the Treasury, deep within the Bank of England, deep within the BBC. It just, and if you're of the left and you're an economist, you will go into something like the Treasury or the Civil Service. If you're of the right, you'll go into um, industry and business. Um, and it's almost impossible to get the two to meet. I just find that, um, you know, I'm a bit bored now of property in itself. I just think that it's, and I've realised over the years that it's, it's the politics that are behind it. Um, but the problem is the politics can't really overturn um, the way the state is sounding like some sort of Trump deep state person. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not at all. I just think it's fact that, um, that uh, you know, we've got a pretty sclerotic state. We were in the EU for many years and the EU is a sclerotic uh, entity. Um, and um, it's, it's hard to buck, buck out of that. 
Well, thank you very much for talking to us. And uh, I think that uh, we're going to have to talk again to our experts because the market does shift. And I think, you know, the, the, the word from the street needs to be heard every, every, every kind of quarter, every, every four months or so. So thank you for well, talking to us and we look forward to having you back. Thank you. So thank you for listening and uh, to hear more experts like Patrick, head over to our podcast channel, London Property, home of Super Prime, where you can find informative content. Thanks for listening to the London Property Podcast. Head over to londonproperty.co.uk and subscribe to our newsletter to receive latest updates.